I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back to Becky Daily, presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, Aaron Hawksworth here with you. Still to come, we've got BetQL Court, we've got Jason Lockenfora, and we will look at the AFC side of the wildcard weekend. But let's start with the NFC, and let's start with a really fascinating game with a fascinating hashtag narrative. It's the Rams and the Lions. This line has moved from Rams plus three and a half to plus three as Jared Goff gets to go up his for- gets to go up against his former team in the LA Rams. It is a juiced minus three at BetMGM at minus one twenty. The total is fifty one and a half. Being indoors with uh, two great offenses, I'm sure, has something to do with that. Uh, but Joe, your first uh, reaction to this matchup. Yeah, Matthew Stafford gets to go against his former team too. I, I can't wait. That. Like, we we that. have these arguments every which way, and we've the the McVay golf one, and you know the Lions. I after they lost to the Bears, I mentioned I'm like, here's what's going to happen. The Lions are going to look really good in the last month because they're going to play inside, and they did. They go three and one. The one loss was against Dallas, so they probably should have finished the year. Uh, with four straight victories. But uh, so what do you do here? Yeah, you have the high total, like you mentioned. I I think it's interesting. It looked like it did touch three and a half, and it was knocked down to three. I don't think we're getting back to three and a half. I expect mm. the Rams to be very popular. Public, I'm not sure what they're going to do. I'm pretty sure that the Sharps are going to be on the, the Rams side. You know, the Rams, very good this year on the road. Excellent. Um, the way they ended the season and, you know, even what about a month ago at Baltimore, like it was a spot where everybody was counting them out that they're not going to have a shot, a chance in. And then they end up pushing the Ravens to overtime on the road. They've been terrific. Um, I can't wait to talk about this game all week. I'm really looking forward to it. If I had to pick one that I'm looking forward to the most, yeah, I would say this is it. And it's really not all that close. I think it's the game of the weekend. Me too. I'm really excited for this one. Plus, you have like Matthew Stafford returning to his former team. There's a lot of uh, fun narratives in this one as well that I'm looking forward <laughs> to. Ah, gosh, this is tough because I like the Rams, but I love the Lions. I just cannot wait to watch this one. Early look, I like the Rams plus three, but I'm with you, Joe. Like, I'm not sure we're going to get to three and a half or four or anything like that. So, mm-hmm. um, I don't know if I'll bet it today, but my first reaction was Rams plus three. 
Just the way well, my playing. first reaction was that even though this isn't the shortest spread in the NFC, I feel like it's the least likely to be a blowout in either direction. Like the other two games, like that does have, both of them have blowout potential as far as I'm concerned. May not happen, but the potential is there. But with this one, I don't see that. I think both teams will come out there ready to play, and we could see some really exciting offensive performances. I am Mm -hmm. curious, though, Joe, the injury to Sam Laporta, the rookie tight end for the Lions. I know a lot of folks on Twitter were talking about, well, why was he even out there? Like, it really didn't matter. Like, the Lions had had a really small chance of moving up to the two seed, et cetera, et cetera. And certainly there are arguments to be made as far as that's concerned. But at the same time, losing Sam Laporta in general, to me, is mighty, mighty significant. What say you? Oh, yeah. There's no doubt about that. You're going to be missing 10 touchdowns. That's huge. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Amon Ross St. Brown is just fine. Uh, but, yeah, no, that is very impactful. And you look at the different approaches with these two teams. The Rams, they could have, you know, moved around in the playoff picture. They did not. They ended up staying right there where they were. Uh, over the last few weeks, right? They were lined up to uh, face the Lions, something that we were hoping that we were going to get. And here's what we get. And they sat everybody except for Puka, a guy that was going for the record, and he gets the record. It was a terrific moment. We'll see if he ends up getting the offensive rookie of the year. And then you had the Lions, a very different perspective. And they felt that the, the small, small chance of the two was very important to them. And I, I'm on record. I disagreed strongly on this show. And uh, that is potentially a very impactful loss. But the key to winning the North, you get a home game uh, to start the playoffs. And and that's big for this team. I would say as much as any of these teams playing. Yeah, I think the loss of Sam Laporta is huge. I'm with Ed as well on that one. And then you've got like a healthy Cooper Cup. It's just all the more reason to look at the Rams (laughs) even more with the weapons that they have getting healthier. I mean, I, it's tough. That sucks that they lost him. I mean, he's been so good. Laporta's just been so good for the Lions that uh, I, I don't know. Like you can't go back and change it. So tough break for the Lions right now. He's also been such a big third down weapon, and that matters greatly because how are you supposed to take someone like that down? You know, if you're power ranking tight ends right now and, say, looking ahead to next season, Sam Laporta could be in that top five, certainly top ten, and you're losing a third Mm -hmm. down threat and someone who's really versatile. Like, he can be in the tight end position traditionally, or he can play out wide. He's been really, really effective uh, when he's lined up there. And it's all about the Lions wanting to play positionless football, right? Jameer Gibbs is probably the highlight as far as that's concerned, a running back who's great in terms of pass catching. But you have other players as well who believe in positionless football. And I think sometimes that makes an offense a little top-heavy just because not everybody can play that way. Some certainly can. But to sort of have everybody on the same page and playing with this really high, intelligent, quality kind of football, that can be challenging if you start to lose, guys. And so this will be fascinating to me. I mean, it's going to be a great game no matter what. Really excited about it. But losing Laporta, that is significant just in terms of the philosophy that the Lions have. How about we talk about the Packers and the Cowboys? This line has moved from opening at plus seven to now plus seven and a half for the Packers with a total of 48 and a half. We were waxing poetic about Jordan Love and rightfully so. But my question to you, Joe, is do the Packers have an adequate defense to be able to contain Dak Prescott, C.D. Lamb, and company? Or could this very well be a blowout for Dallas at home? Yeah, I think you know the answer. 
<laughs> leaving the witness a little bit. Um, a little look, meatball down the plate for you. <laughs> mat- uh, Matchup-wise, yes, there is a case to be made where you could – you could back Green Bay. I'm going to have a tough time getting there. The way the Dallas Cowboys have played at home, the only game where it was even close was was that Detroit game, obviously, where the result could have flipped. But we're talking about a team that went a perfect 8-0 at home. How is CeeDee Lamb going to do against this defense? I mean, this is a defense, yes, they will fool you from time to time. Let's remember, this is an inept Bears offense that they limited to nine points yesterday. It's not, oh, bow down to the Packers defense. That was more about the Bears offense and their issues and the play calling and, and everything going on there. Um, I, I'm i still like, how did they give up 30 to Carolina, right? How did you give up 34 <laughs> to Tampa Bay? Uh, early in the year, they gave up 34 to Detroit. That, that defense is terrible. And so, yes, the Packers, there is – there is that chance where maybe in a shootout they could keep up with the team on the road. And Jordan Love's been terrific. But also another reminder, they're really good at home. How have they been on the road? So I'm going to have a tough time getting there with the Packers. Maybe this is the highest scoring game of the weekend. Yeah, shout out to Joe Barry and the uh, 28th ranked Packers defense. There's a guy (laughs) that's probably losing his job any day now. I'm with you. I really want to back the Packers plus seven and a half, but with that defense, I just don't think I can get there either. It's tough. The highest total EPA for a quarterback wide receiver duo in the NFL this regular season belongs to Dak Prescott and CD lamb Prescott Mm -hmm. 23 touchdowns targeting vertical routes. Okay. Picture this. It's Friday afternoon. When a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This affects me personally. Which is absolutely bonkers to me. If you do the middle school math, is 117 yards per game that you gotta post each and every week. I knew it! I knew it! Who has the upper hand? Do we think it's gonna be the offenses or do we think it's going to be the defenses? How about Saturday's game? Let's just throw a random game out here. Like, I don't want to put faith in NC State. There's a chance we'll, we'll lose Team. outright. Who knows? Jinx is definitely not paying attention right now. He's just vibing to the music. Are you ready for the most interactive sports gambling show? Introducing BetQL Send It In with PJ Glasser. We want to hear from you. Send It In is about your picks, your trends, and your fades. Share your thoughts, predictions, and your best daily best bets with the Send It In community. Set your reminders, mark your calendars, and get ready to send it in on weekday afternoons at 1 Eastern on Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch. On your home for wagertainment, the BetQL it against this Cowboys defense that's very very hungry to prove that they're one of the top five units in the mm-hmm. NFL yeah uh-huh hey, you know what I think you're so right Ed that we should give the client stuff is just oh my god I just want to vomit Aaron into law sir 
16 more receptions than anyone else. He finished only 50 yards behind Tyreek. And think about that lead that Tyreek had early on in the season. An outstanding Mm -hmm. year. Finished with 12 touchdowns. Like, that was the knock early on, right? When we were talking about him, like, 75-1 to for Offensive Player of the Year. This has a lot of value, and I I certainly stand by that. Proved it in the end. He's not going to win because of Christian McCaffrey and Tyreek. But not as much Tyreek in the end. But, uh, yeah, you would think he's going to have a field day. Ooh, oh sets gosh. up for a big game. Mm-hmm. What yep, kind of ladder especially... can we make? I know. Mm-hmm. I kind of got burned on my ladder. Uh, but the over 93 and a half uh, hit. But I went too crazy with the ladder uh, for him. But uh, uh, as far as the Packers, I mean, if they can get a new coordinator, I think big picture – they, if they add some more pieces, fix that defense, this could be a team that I might be looking for some futures on or like some Jordan Love season-long prop, something like that next oh, yeah. year. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. Especially if Christian Watson can stay healthy because he's been missing him a lot down this stretch, and Love has certainly flipped a switch in terms of being able to utilize his receivers without his wide receiver one. That, to me, has been super-duper impressive. If he can have his full complement of guys, then absolutely. Jordan Love uh, should be quite good, and they will be contenders in that good division. Let's talk about Monday night. The Eagles and the Buccaneers. Philadelphia, two-and-a-half-point favorites on the road. A juiced two-and-a-half at BetMGM with a total of 44. Yes, we were insulting the Eagles in the last segment, but they are going up against Tampa Bay, so this one gets interesting. Yeah, what what do you do here? Where's the the number going to go? I find that interesting. It's a a low total. Not the lowest of the weekend, but a very low total. It's the lowest of the NFC games. Uh, sitting at 44, you lose five of six, and there were some really bad losses in there. So the Bucks' offense, as we've always talked about, has that high ceiling, and the Eagles' defense is just pathetic. So what is Baker going to do? Baker did nothing in their first matchup. But again, I'm going to keep saying, like, let's not lean into that game too much when the Eagles outgained them 472 to 174. Is this Eagles offense putting up nearly 500 yards? I don't think so. Is this Eagles defense holding an opposing offense to less than 200 yards? Probably not. So I I don't think it's going to sit here at two and a half all week. Very curious where it ends up going. You Right now you could talk me into either way, either direction. You know, it, it does fit a teaser. Just saying. Bucks about plus to ask that. Is this yeah. teaserable? It is. I'm not going to do it, but it certainly is. Mm -hmm. How banged up is Baker? I mean, will he be healthy enough to play? Are we going to have answers to any of these questions by the time we get to the weekend? I would say not. Like, Are we going to know about Jalen Hurts? Probably not. I mean, it's the playoffs. Mm -hmm. We don't even know anything in the regular season. So we're certainly not going to know anything with with everything on the line. So I say they'll probably end up just shooting them up, get them out there. It's the playoffs, right? Oh, he's playing. I would say he, yeah. 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 There's no doubt. Yeah. You know, one point I want to make about this Bucks offense, though, like, yes, the Eagles offense is broken. Absolutely, that's fair. But is the Bucks offense broken too? I mean, they were going up against Carolina <laughs> on Sunday, and they didn't look any good. And they went up against mm-hmm. the Saints the week prior with a defense that you know is sort of on a slight downtick. 
And that looked pretty bad, too. Uh, Mayfield threw for just 137 yards and missed Mike Evans a lot in the last game. Eight targets, but just three catches for 22 yards. And over the last two weeks, Mayfield's EPA per dropback is sixth worst among all qualifying quarterbacks. Never mind that that this was a win against Carolina. This was a bad look in general. And so even though you may trust wide receivers two and three or targets two and three for the Bucks a little bit more than say you would for the Eagles, at the same time, I don't think either offense can be trusted. They might be roughly the same in terms of this downward trajectory that both are experiencing. Yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting. So do you chalk it up to this is the way they're trending and it, it alarms you going into the postseason? Um and those are just divisional opponents that know them very well. Or do you look more at right before that when they were on a three-game run where where they were lighting up some poor defenses, where they were averaging over 30 points per game? Very difficult on a week-to-week basis to know which Bucks team that you're going to get. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, it's BetQL Court right here on the BetQL Network.